0: Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 559. And this is an article I found on entrepreneur.com. It was written by Deep Patel, and it is called 10 Things Wealthy People Do to Keep Getting Richer. But I think no matter how much money you make, these are good habits to have, and you don't have to be already wealthy to be doing these things. In fact, a lot of the things we talk about on the podcast, and they're a good reminder of the things that are essential for building wealth. The article says, in a world of average people and average salaries, many of us aspire to join the seven-figure club. Who doesn't dream of becoming wealthy so they can stop working, go on a guilt-free shopping spree, and take endless vacations? However, most rich people don't do those things, and that's part of how they build and maintain their wealth. There's a difference between living a life of careless spending, which will quickly drain even a wealthy person's bank account, and living for long-term financial independence and wealth. So I want to pause right there and say, reading that made me think about people who win the lottery. Those winners of the lottery don't understand how to create wealth. They skipped that step, if you will. But they're out there spending it like a drunken sailor. So he's right. Most wealthy people don't go out and spend like crazy, but that doesn't mean that they don't spend or that they don't have nice things, of course. They just are very particular about the things they're buying. They're finding good value in what they buy. They have a list of priorities of things that they really want, and then they find a way to get it at a good price. The article goes on to say, the self-made rich aren't necessarily smarter than anyone else, but they have mastered some important principles that help them get ahead and stay ahead. Most important, they treat building wealth as a learnable skill, and it's one that you can learn too. So if you'd like to join the ranks of the super wealthy, try honing these 10 habits and lifestyle changes and see what financial freedom truly feels like. So I want to pause again and say, he's exactly right. The self-made rich are not smarter than anyone else. And I agree with that. It's about knowing the right things to do with money and avoiding the things that zap you from having money, that zap your wealth, if you will. And that's why I like these 10 things, because I agree that these are good things to keep in your repertoire of habits to have. So number one, of course, is have a financial growth mindset. Where have you heard that before? It says wealthy people are incredibly creative when it comes to thinking about business and finding different ways of making money. Mega successful people set themselves apart because they nurture a financial growth mindset, which changes how you view money and helps you focus on seeing profitable opportunities. This mindset helps successful and wealthy people believe that there are always bigger and better projects to work on and there's always more money to be made. They're open to exploring new ideas. They believe they're always capable of making changes and creating a positive outcome. I agree. There's a lot in there, but certainly a positive outcome is a positive mindset. And that is very important because you are creating your life with your thoughts and your intentions and what you believe to be true. That certainty that I wrote about in the Wealth Heorist book, having the certainty of knowing what your future is going to be like is the best way to create your future. Number two, network with other successful people. Wealthy people understand the importance of surrounding themselves with other successful people. Wealthy people spend their time networking with others who are wealthy, but also have drive, talent, and most important, the potential to become wildly successful. The rich spend time every month getting to know other like-minded people at conferences, events, and gatherings, or just grabbing coffee or a drink with someone interesting. This is time wisely invested as it keeps their minds focused on success and helps them meet new people who have fresh and thought-provoking ideas. Doing this also helps wealthy people fill their contact list with relevant and influential people who can potentially help them and vice versa. Well, I agree. Networking is a great thing to do. But if you're not a good networker, it's just good to hang around people who are positive, successful, and thinking in the same way you are. If you're hanging around people who are negative or who are spending all of their spare time just watching television and getting into debt, those are not people that are gonna help support your financial goals. So you wanna be around people who have some ambition, who are maybe taking some time to work on a side hustle, who are learning and bettering themselves and people who have conversations around things that are positive, uplifting, and can help you think with a positive mindset. Number three, get outside your comfort zone. Wealthy people are successful because they have learned that success comes to those who embrace a little discomfort. They understand that the only way to really improve is to push yourself beyond your limits. If you want to become wealthy, you're going to need to fuel your creative spark, come up with unique business ideas, and then take the plunge. Wealth and success don't emerge from the safety of a nine-to-five job. They come from drawing on your inner strength and going for your big dream. All successful business leaders, visionaries, and game changers have gone beyond their comfort zones in order to achieve the ultimate success. The people who will go down in history had the courage to face their fears to take that first step into the unknown. All right, well, I wanna pause here because I disagree with him about wealth and success don't emerge from the safety of a nine-to-five job because about 70% of millionaires come from people who are either entrepreneurs, self-employed professionals, or you can also have a high-income job and be a good investor. So there's lots of ways that you certainly can use a nine-to-five job to propel yourself to more success although the job itself is not likely to be the reason that you eventually get to seven-figure wealth. But sometimes it is, depending on how high your income is. If you're making enough money and you're stashing enough away and investing well, well, absolutely, you can get to seven figures. So I think he's a little biased here because he is an entrepreneur and he's thinking only entrepreneurs can eventually get to multi-seven figures, but I disagree with that. I think you definitely can have a job Be a good saver and investor and get to seven figures. Number four, create multiple income flows. The more money you have, the easier it is to make more money. And the easiest and fastest way to make more money is to have multiple income streams. That way you can always have money coming in and can use the excess income to invest in new income flows. This in a nutshell is the primary way the wealthy stay wealthy. There are two basic forms of income active income, in which you work for the money you make, and passive income, in which payment isn't directly tied to the number of hours you work. Passive income includes rental property, dividend stocks, index funds, writing a book or creating an app, all of which will bring in a steady flow of income from sales or royalties. Well, I agree that multiple income streams are going to keep you wealthy, but it's not necessary while you're building wealth. You can be concentrated in an investment and create wealth, but I'd say when you're wealthy, you want to diversify into multiple income streams. And that's when I think it really is important to maintain step six of the six steps to wealth, which is to protect your wealth. Number five, invest. Rich people make their money work for them. They know that investing is the key to growing their finances. While saving money for a rainy day is important, your investments are going to do the heavy lifting to help you become wealthy. Saving means putting money into a safe place until you want to retrieve it, but most savings accounts don't yield high interest, so this pile of money basically stays static. It's not going to grow much beyond what you add, but smart investments will give you healthy returns, which you can then reinvest. When you invest in something, you also accept some amount of risk, so you never want to invest more than you can afford to lose. Well, I definitely agree with that. And more specifically, it comes down to money, compounding, and time, as I wrote about in the Wealth Arist book. And those are the three components. So having savings is the money component, investing it is the rate at which you can compound at, and then time is the length of time or number of years you have to compound that wealth. The earlier you start and the more time you have on your side, the easier it is to build that wealth. Number six, take calculated risks. The rich don't gamble on big financial decisions. They do what they can to mitigate risk. They do their research and analysis and determine which options best suit their financial needs and business desires. They weigh the pros and cons and then take calculated risks. They make financial decisions by asking themselves, will this bring me closer to my goal? They avoid frivolous risks that aren't really going to benefit them and never take a cavalier attitude when it comes to money. Well, I agree. Taking risk is important, but you don't have to be a wildly speculative person. In fact, that's usually not the way to build wealth. It's about really thinking through a strategy and sticking with that strategy number seven focus on self-improvement wealthy people are usually avid readers but you won't find many mindless beach novels in their bookcases the wealthy understand the importance of self education and pushing themselves to become better in all ways in fact if you look at the books piled by their beds you mostly find titles on self-improvement while 85 percent of rich people read two or more self-improvement books per month Only 11% read for entertainment compared to 79% of the poor and a whopping 94% of wealthy people read news publications compared to 11% of non-wealthy people. So I want to pause there and say, yes, I'm glad he distinguishes between what types of books to read because we've had other articles that just say read a lot of books, but they don't say what kind of books. I would add books on personal finance, books on investing, and things like that are going to be very, very helpful to building your wealth and shortening that learning curve of how to build wealth and how to invest and build wealth. Yes, self-improvement books are great, but if you want to specifically work on your finances, reading about how to be a good public speaker isn't probably the best use of your time. So I encourage you to look at my top 10 financial books that are my favorites. I have the list on my website, on my resources page, and that's a good place to start. Of course, I always think you should start with you're already a wealth theorist, now think and act like one, six practical steps to make it a reality now, because that is the most succinct book out there to go from mindset to how to build wealth and it'll show you exactly step by step how to do it plus give you your own millionaire action plan or map number eight never completely retire the ultra rich certainly have enough money to never work another day in their life but the majority of them keep working at least to some degree often well past age 70. that doesn't mean they're clocking long days at the office Indeed, they're probably taking their fair share of vacations and enjoying flexible schedules. But many rich people never completely retire. This is not because they can't afford to, but because they enjoy what they do. Many are entrepreneurs at heart and the desire to run and grow a business never leaves them. The stability of working and the sense of purpose and fulfillment it gives them is an important part of their overall happiness. Working gives them an ongoing feeling of success and an objective to keep them focused, not to mention that it keeps the money rolling in. Well, I completely agree. A business is really an extension of yourself. It can be your hobby. It can be your most interesting thing that you do, and also a self-growth vehicle that really helps you to keep growing, advancing, and creating your legacy. Number nine, avoid overspending. While non-wealthy people daydream about spending money without worry, buying fancy cars, big houses, and expensive clothes, the rich understand that the more money you spend, the less you have. The wealthy wouldn't stay wealthy long if they spent excessively. No matter how much money you earn, you'll always be poorer if you spend more than you make. The rich recognize that the less you spend, the more money you have to grow your wealth. Keep in mind that frugality is relative to your income. A wealthy person may spend much more than someone who is considered middle class, but in relative terms, the rich tend to be thrifty and they make sure they don't overspend. Well, he's generalizing quite a bit here. I've read different studies on how much the wealthy actually spend. There's different levels of spending that the wealthy spend. And depending on what their values are, some will live in a giant mansion and others will be like Warren Buffett and keep the same house that they've always had since the 1950s. It's a difference of their internal values and what they want to use their money for. Some people have a personality type of being a money accumulator and they don't really care what they have on the outside. They just want their account to keep growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And other people like the trappings of wealth and want to belong to the country clubs and have the big mansion and the fancy cars. And so there are different things that wealthy people do. It's just that they don't spend all of their money to excess, as he said. Number 10, take time to reflect. Many of the self-made wealthy spend time in focused thinking every day. Spending 30 minutes or more in a quiet space gives them time to reflect on their life and goals, to think about their health and relationships, consider their career and financial goals, and analyze where they're currently at and where they want to be. Critical thinking time is essential to staying ahead of the market and considering what changes may be coming your way. This is also time to focus on self-improvement and working through ideas. Some may opt for journaling or writing to help them come up with creative solutions and ideas. Just make sure you're spending your time on productive thinking. Don't waste your mental energy on ruminations or negative thought loops that will make you second guess yourself. The wealthy don't. End of article. I liked what he said here about having time to reflect. I think that is using a journal, which can... Be where you record your thoughts, whether that's a wealth journal where you're talking about money and financial things that you want to accomplish, or whether it's just a general journal that you're keeping track of thoughts and trying to stay on track with positivity and overcome some negative beliefs. I agree with him that journaling can help you come up with creative solutions and ideas. And Sometimes it's good just to get things out of your head and on paper, and it can help you look at them more objectively and make some future plans and steps to actually achieve your goals. I will leave a link to this article in the show notes and on my website. And if you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be updated as soon as new podcasts are available. And don't forget the full library of all my podcasts are on the podcast page on my website at lyndapjones.com. There are a lot more than what you see in the Apple library. So be sure to go to my website and my podcast page to access all of my podcasts. And we still have a short questionnaire where I'm asking 10 quick questions. It'll take you about three minutes to fill out. I'm asking a little bit about your background and what you'd like to see on the show so that I can tailor make episodes just for our audience. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.